You've heard the pods. Now see the smods. Csmod.com, your one-stop shop for tickets and info to all upcoming live Smodco shows. Back to the Hollywood Improv, May 12th for Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Ralph. JMU's hits Tidewater Comic Con on Saturday, May 13th and Sunday, May 14th. Phoenix, Arizona. Kevin Smith will be in you on Saturday, May 13th. Kev makes a solo stop in Ontario, California, May 14th. HBO at the Hollywood Improv on May 19th. Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. Get ready for an evening with Kevin Smith, May 21st. An evening with at that Kevin Smith in Spokane, Washington, May 26th and 27th. Hollywood Babylon, June 2nd at the Hollywood Improv in Hollywood, California. Niagara Falls Comic Con slowly JMU's turns on June 2nd to June 4th. An evening with Kevin Smith, June 3rd and 4th in Buffalo, New York. June 9th, Kev and Ralph return to the Hollywood Improv for Hollywood Babylon. June 16th, Babylon with Kev and Ralph in Hollywood. Jay and Bob getting old in Portland, Oregon, June 21st and 22nd. Portland, Oregon, get ready for Kevin Smith, June 21st and 22nd. June 23rd, Tulalip, Washington gets Jay and Silent Bob get old. An evening with Jason Muse, Phoenix, Arizona, Thursday, June 29th. The Hollywood Improv brings Hollywood Babylon with Kevin Ralph back on June 30th. The Irvine Improv gets Jay and Silent Bob getting old on Thursday, July 6th. July 14th through 16th, Jay Muse stopping by the Rally Supercon. July 20th, Jay and Silent Bob getting old in San Diego. Fat Man on Batman at the American Comedy Company, July 22nd in San Diego. Florida Supercon brings Jay Muse July 27th through July 30th. Jay and Silent Bob getting old August 11th in Boston. Toronto, Kevin Smith is heading your way August 25th. Fat Man on Batman at the Fundy Fan Fest, Saturday, August 26th. Jay and Bob get old in New Brunswick, Canada on Saturday, August 26th. West Palm Beach, September 28th gives you Kevin Smith on Thursday, September 28th. Atlanta, Georgia, get ready for an evening with Kevin Smith, October 6th. October 8th, Kevin Smith stops by Nashville, Tennessee at the Ryman Auditorium. Bookmark csmod.com and we'll see you in your town soon. You've got to throw some cold water on this situation. Start talking about nerd stuff. You know, nerd culture is mainstream now. So when you use the word nerd derogatorily, it means you're the one that's out of the zeitgeist. System activate. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker. It's a tech podcast. Tech podcast. But we are a sh- ton cooler than your typical geek giving you the info you need to achieve mega nerd status mega nerd status netheads 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 you guys rock and now here's will and trent No one listens to the radio. I wasn't even listening. I was listening to podcasts. Podcasts are great. Radio's boring. Oh, hell yeah, they are, everybody. Welcome. Another edition of NetHeads. Coming to you live from the Smodco Radio Internet Broadcasting Network. Somewhere north of my pants. My name is Will. I'm Trent. You want to take part in the program? You can one of many ways. One of them is Twitter. Trent, I love to hear you tell the people about it. Look, folks, it's that simple. Use the hashtag Netheads. Oh, excuse me. I mean, Netheads. Hey, that's, and, uh, that's, that's it, pronounced O-Needers. <laughs> oh. 
And uh, you can join the likes of uh, everyone else that's involved in the conversation. Uh, help direct the show. Uh, try and derail us or tell us how we're doing. Hashtag NetHeads on Twitter. That would be totally awesome. Also, we do have uh, we both have both a Skype call-in line and a traditional call-in line, if you want to look at it that way. They both go to the same damn place. Uh, but all you got to do is NetHeads on air, all one word, via Skype. Uh, if you want to try and pick up on the toll-free, it's I think it's 888 no. Yeah, eight 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 six one eight six 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 one zero will or uh nine two five two three eight ninety twenty, which is also Yakbet ninety twenty. Yakbet ninety twenty. Uh Trent, uh it's it's been a while. Has it has it did we did we take two weeks off accidentally? Yes, I think it was two weeks. But it turns out it, it wasn't two weeks and, and the only thing I want or pardon me, it was two weeks, but it wasn't accidental. And and folks, this just this this talks to how important it is to both monitor and understand the relationships in your life. Um, you know, I view my conversations with Trent here on Netheads. It's both a benefit of hopefully bringing other people entertainment and secretly craving acceptance, yeah. uh, but also <laughs> it's it's just about having a good conversation with a friend. I mean, that was the impetus of Smodcast itself, and I totally get it now having. How many years has it been now, Trent, where we have had semi-regular conversations? Uh, I, I is do we do it? It's either 2010 or 2011. 2011 was NetHeads, and I think that means so. So yeah, so this this would be our seventh year. Yeah, there you go. Seven years. I don't know how you do it, sir. Yeah, there's got to be a humanitarian award for putting up with me for that. You long. stop it. You I really, stop th it. I really think there is. You, this, uh, it's over, but it's it's really important to understand how uh, the proper way to maintain relationships. Uh, Trent, uh, in, I I won't go into the details because it's probably not really germane here. But Trent just went through something really incredible at work. But it has been how much time you've been put in over the past couple oh, weeks? Oh gosh, uh, uh, over a hundred hours. There you go. So in two you, weeks. In yeah. two weeks. So if you do the math, that's eighty over a hundred. He's do, done at least sixty hours a week, probably. Yeah. And the thing is, it's a really huge achievement, and it can also lead to bigger and better things for him. Uh, but like I, like we just said, that's a lot of time for a person to be putting in on something. So I would like, no doubt. I would like ping out to Trent, and and the thing that I picked up on is, well, I'm not getting a really rapid response, and if I'm not facilitating the request, there's not really much activity. So. You know, I'm just going to go out on a limb because I wasn't aware of any of this. Uh, I'm going to go right. out on a limb and I'm going to say, you know, something's going down. Let's just give him uh, his space. And sure enough, I was right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but now now everything is, is with work is, is like went off without a hitch. Life is good. We're podcasting. And it's very important that we're podcasting because uh, we won't be able to podcast for another. Well, at least with me. For another two weeks. Mm -hmm. Well, and interestingly enough, I will say that a uh, former guest and animator and Smodco animator, uh, Josh Stifter, just Good. reached out to me saying, hey, you know, I wouldn't mind coming on the pod. And I'm just like, well, it just so happens my co-host is going to Portugal for 10 days. Josh is the man. I'm I'm glad. Good for him. He's a good conversation. He He's really is. He's a good is. dude, too. I just like him. Yeah. Um, but uh, and, and sorry, I didn't mean to expose your personal life there. But if oh, you no, happen to be if you happen to be a NetHeads fan in the Portugal area, uh, sometime within the next two calendar weeks, you may be sharing uh, at least a massive portion of geographical space with none other than netheads yeah. and a part of him. And and what's the wrestling pod? Uh, uh, um, internet radio wrestling, internet radio wrestling, which is you and, and that's a uh, judge funky boy on Twitter. Yep. 
Yeah. Yep. Uh, and uh, so he's got a lot going on. So all of those shows, you'll be sharing time with the host uh, or co-host of, of all them shows, as well as all around cool guy, Trent Hunsaker. Oh, Look at him. Uh, you I'm know, blushing. Trent, uh, there's uh, no way to bury the lead. So I'm just going to I'm going to put it out there now. Do you out of respect for the material and the creators? Right. Yeah. 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 Because if you guys don't realize I'm talking about Guardians of the Galaxy. Who's yeah, oh, for sure. For uh, sure. It came out. I'm thinking out of, and, and especially considering before the movie came out, Sean Gunn even uh, posted, wait, Sean Gunn? No, the James Gunn. Sean James Gunn is his brother. Is his brother, yeah, who has a prominent role in this film. He really does. He, he has much more than just the, the sidekick banter provider. Yes. And also, also he's the stand-in for all of the uh, rocket shots. Yeah. So um, do you want to, uh, I'm thinking out of respect for the material, we go spoiler free. How do you feel? How are you feeling on that? He's playing with his cables. Sorry, sorry, I'm I'm getting some weird feedback here. Yeah, that's probably okay. It's me. over. It's over. Okay, good. Um, yeah, I don't know, dude. It's it's this is this is this is the the catch twenty two, right? Because we want to dive in and like really like pour our hearts into how we we were touched by this art. Okay, uh, I, but at I, the same time, we don't want to ruin it for everybody if they haven't seen it yet. Here's what we do. I think this is really simple and it's fair to the audience. And maybe we re- reiterate it, re- 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 reiterate it a few times. Um. We started at 10.30, okay, roughly, which means, which, you know, I started recording seven minutes ago. So, the, yeah, that's, this times out well. We started roughly at 10.30. So, what we do is we we take the podcast, we talk about it in general terms for the next 30 minutes. So, when it's uh, 11.07 my time, 12.07 your time, at that point, we can go spoiler free. So, the next... <laughs> And if and maybe the conversation will go into different stories and, and different directions, uh, but but uh, I think if we go ahead and, and do it this way, uh, we can do it. I'm just afraid that we may also fill an extra thirty seconds uh, or an extra or fill thirty minutes of time with that. By the way, folks, in case you're wondering, in live production, life is always tricky. So uh, what's going on right now is I'm watching my friend in the preview window. He's uh, clicking and fiddling and playing with cables, and and it's just not happening for him. If you want to see what I'm talking about, there's Trent. There he is. He's trying to troubleshoot an issue, issue and I'm not surprised because, man, look at the heft on that mixer. That thing is uh, – that's not your average home studio mixer, my friend, at all. He's getting some weird feedback, and it could be – you know what, dude? Here, let me just reduce my compression on my end because maybe it's tweaking out on your end, possibly. I don't know. All I know is you've been coming through fine on this end. So that's really wonderful. So I think that's the general plan. So if you want to avoid spoilers uh, about Guardians of the Galaxy, we may talk about other stuff. But regardless, uh, we will give you... How about this? Let's make it easier. Yeah, let's make it easy. The last 15 minutes of this show, okay... So at that point, then this way we can talk about anything we want because we, yeah, we always no, go yeah, in yeah, and yeah. out of stuff. Yeah, and then that way people don't have to like jump ahead a little bit or not jump ahead or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's so a good we'll that's about, a good way to do it. So uh, then, 10, 10, 10, so eleven fifteen your my time, twelve fifteen your time. That's when we can go ahead and spill the beans, if it were. Yeah, for for anything like majorly spoilerish, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, plus, you know, there there is a little bit of stuff to talk about. So we got the now that we understand, and heaven forbid we actually have this conversation off the air so we don't drag the audience through it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> determining exactly what we would and wouldn't talk about. Uh, last week I guessed it. 
on uh, Dorking Out, uh, the Dorking Out podcast show, uh, and it, you know, because they wanted to talk about their the, their upcoming summer movies. What were your top three? Which one do you think is going to bomb? And ahead of time, like they asked me what were my top three because I was the guest. They deferred to me, and they just naturally adjusted their notes so that way nobody was repeating the same oh, sure, sure. story to tell. Heaven forbid we work out in advance. Do we want to talk about God? What are we going to do? But, you know, no, hey. gosh, no. Folks, no. this show is produced live by two monkeys that are barely able to function, except one of them just accomplished so many things at, at work. So proud of you, Trent. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Actually, you know, speaking of pride, if I can bri- brag for a moment, there yeah. is this big regional competition that happens uh, this time every year uh, between high school and middle school bands, right? Oh, okay. And the wind ensemble and and uh, band overall for my uh, daughter's middle school is massive. And the past uh, three years, they have taken first in all positions at this competition. Uh, it, yesterday it happened. My daughter was actually nervous the night before, which also in a way makes me proud because it's like this is a high stakes thing for her. She understands yeah. the responsibility and, and wants right. to achieve. I'm like, ooh, that's good. She's got the hunger. Uh, yeah. She, uh, they went, they performed, they got an award for spirit decor or something along those lines. And then they took first in every position four years running now. And my daughter got to be a part of that. I'm really super proud. That's freaking rad, dude. Yeah. And, and now she also has a crack at being there for the fifth straight year for next year. So way to go to my beautiful daughter. If you ever listen back to your jackass father in a stupid podcast. Yeah, that's freaking rad. <laughs> Anyway, so braggarts all aside, I got to tell you one uh, quick funny story. I tweeted about it last weekend. Really haven't talked about it, though. I uh, shared it with Trent, who said I'm a goddamn American hero, and I completely agree with you. <laughs> uh, last weekend, event, you know, home ownership is, is an ongoing battle between trying oh, to save God. money and trying to fix things. Yeah, it really is. It's like before you become a homeowner, you think, oh, it'll be so great. You know, I'll be I'll like it, it'll be this world where like I'm investing in, in, in this this liquid asset that I have and it will always be become a better uh, investment for me. And 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 I won't be just paying someone for rent. It's going to be such so easy and such a, a great thing. And, and life will be so good. There's a reason why the term money pit exists. <laughs> it's so true. Not that my home is. And don't get me wrong. I'm not complaining. However, last week. And the uh, downstairs bathroom is the one adjacent to the studio home office here. And um, I, I got to say, it's a very important toilet for me because it, it, it's an extreme matter of convenience, if you will. I mean, we're talking close proximity. I, I do a U-turn out the door and I'm in the head. It's beautiful. Yeah. So uh, it was getting used last week and suddenly, oh, there's water leaking out from underneath it. That's a bad sign. Pretty much. Not only yeah. because it's leaking, but because you know where that water's coming from. Uh, <laughs> right. And I determined, okay, this is pretty much going to be the seal. No issue. So I, I figure uh, one evening, I think it's Thursday evening, I decide, okay, I'll take a look. Uh, you know, see what I'm dealing with here. Face the horror, if you will. Because, Trent, it's not fair. No one should ever have to see where the poo goes. Okay? No. 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 That's that's just not natural. It's not what we want. It's not uh, right. But the uh, I went to go check the just see if the toilet had, was loose. So uh, you know maybe the bolts need a little tightening. Uh, those bolt there's two bolts, one on either side of the toilet. That's what holds it down. And yeah. and I go to to pop the cap, and the whole thing comes off in my hand, including a bolt. And I'm like, well, the flange is screwed. Okay. Yeah. I'm willing to accept that. The girls are going out tomorrow night. I'm gonna party it up with a toilet on Friday night. Got myself all ready. Very long story short, don't know whether it was the home builder or contractors did the flooring before we bought the house, 
but there was a one-inch gap around the drain pipe for the toilet, which means the flange was mounted to absolutely nothing. <laughs> I had to. I had to get. So it's out. just hey, it's just like like a, a hard rock forward. <laughs> Yeah, that would that's probably what Dutton, look, man, I, I gotta admit, sometimes I don't get enough bran in my diet and there's some wiggling right, that required. Yeah. But uh, but the funniest part is the reason why they thought they could get away with it is because they used this OBS flange where the flange itself was underneath the lip of the pipe. So they were just working right. on straight resistance and like yeah. everything being uh, needless to say, I was not thrilled, but I was able to quickly use quickcrete to uh, backfill around it to give myself something to drill into. By Sunday sure. morning, it was fixed. The only unfortunate thing is that same flange I was talking about. Uh, it was mounted on the outside, and it was going to have to be cut away so I could put a new flange in. in yeah. Uh, and I don't know if you've you've seen the type of thing for cutting a pipe on the inside, but you can attach it to your drill, and it's like a little rotary saw on the end. Yeah, yeah. Needless to say, it got away from me. Ah! Uh, <laughs> it was a nasty cut. I probably should have gotten stitches, but... Uh, I've also become very adept at, at rapping this for one for a week. So, uh, <laughs> do you do you feel like an MMA fighter? A little <laughs> bit at all times. <laughs> it's just like I just should wrap the knuckles and be like, I'm ready to go. And uh, then you're just gonna tip them in glue and then tip them in in yeah that <laughs> in thing glass and you're that, ready to fight. That thing, uh, it it the web between the the thumb and index <gasps> finger, it just went right in there. The oh. good news is, yeah, not a lot of pain receptors there though. That's one good news. Um, oh. but, and, and it has, it's, it's come together. So although I didn't go to the doctor or get stitches, uh, I think the end result's going to be, may not, it may click a little, but you know, <laughs> sorry, uh, that knocked up anyway. Uh, so, so that was my little homeowner adventure. Have you had any over the past two weeks? Uh, I, I'm still, I'm still, so after this, after this trip with, um, to Portugal, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to get that real mower I've been talking about for over a year now. Ooh. Right. Ooh, yeah. the push one. Still don't have it, so I've I've been mowing my lawn with a weed eater, uh, which is always uh, real. As long as you got podcasts and headphones, though, right? No, <laughs> your back hurts so bad. <laughs> Not to mention, I'm sure trying to mow the lawn with a weed whacker is like right. trying to tr trying to corral hamsters, right? So you, there's no uniform length, and then wherever you like hit to get more string, it's just gone. <laughs> You forget what you're gone. doing. You're like, shit, I should have taken that to the sidewalk. Why do I keep doing this? Oh, God. Basically, you're <laughs> saying your front lawn looks like a toddler that got their hands on a pair of scissors. It's, that is exactly what it looks like. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Or 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 like, and, and there were spots where it's so tall when I went through the, the first time and cut it, it was all laying down. And now it's gone back up. So there's just like these random tufts. And and how and how much are those push mowers? And he's what he's talking about are like the two or three rotary blades that just yeah. spin with the wheels, like a like yeah. a old school mower. How do you remember how much those run? Yeah, I, uh, they're like 110 bucks is all. Well, let me ask you, Trent. One of the things I know that I said uh, quite a few episodes back was that all of the proceeds uh, from the holiday season would be going to Trent. Uh, if you use the Amazon link or anything else and, and it just so happens that's about the amount. So did you just want to give me a date to have it ordered and delivered? Stop it. No, you, no, you don't need to do that. No, It's your money. Look, all no. I'm saying is it's about the exact same amount, maybe just $5 shy. Yeah. So I, I either send you the money and then you're spending it on this anyway, or this money that you don't even have suddenly just makes a mower show up. Which one do you ah. want? I don't know. I, I feel weird. I don't know. Okay, let's not talk about this in okay. front of the kids. We'll talk about this. <laughs> we'll talk about it later after they've gone to bed.
Okay. Yeah. How does that sound? I feel better about that. Excellent. <laughs> uh, Mike Driscoll on Twitter, uh, that CG guy seventy nine says, "Way to go, Will's daughter." I, I completely agree. Yeah, Actually, that's freaking rad, dude. If I can um, just say something too, so let's let's go ahead and start dipping our toe into the Guardians of the Galaxy pool, if you don't mind. Um, Please. So first of all, uh, we all loved the first movie, and of course, I think every one of us uh, have, and if and I'm, I'm I'm properly including you in the all of us. Sorry that you don't like Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, Wow, you scare me. Anyway, yeah, then, uh, then you 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 may not have a soul. Yeah, just just or at least maybe half a heart, something yeah, along yeah. those lines. Yeah. Uh, so, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one, and I have to admit, I feel so dense sometimes because uh, it was a great story. Uh, but in rewatching it before uh, seeing Volume Two, excuse me, one of the things I finally picked up on, and and this is. Uh, for me was key and it's kind of beautiful because it's also a theme in my life. Even though I do have older brothers, uh, I've never really had a large interconnected family. I, I married into a family that is is huge and it, I love it naturally. So I'm very big on the concept and, you know, it looked with both my daughters. I'm very big on the concept of you make your own family in life to some degree. Yeah, oh, um, yeah. You know, I agree. The friends totally we build agree. around us that that become lifetime friends or at least some guy that's willing to talk to you on the internet for seven years. Yep. Uh any one of those categories plays, you really do. You build your own family. The bonds that hold the uh, that bring us together aren't that necessarily of blood. If uh, uh the gunslinger, uh the Dark Tower series taught yep. us that too. Yep. Uh anyway, uh because of course fiction is the way to build your life. Uh so I I was very sad. It's worked. Uh, so it's worked for religion. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I have I have felt very uh, dumb at, when I was rewatching it, and I suddenly realized that part of the reason why all of these guys work because in the beginning it's really the 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 bounty on Quill's head that draws right. Raccoon to him, and then they get the the com or at least they hide under this common veil bond of of right. the the MacGuffin getting paid for, which was the Infinity Stone. Uh, yeah. You know, that was the thing that kept them together uh, and Drax joining in because he wants to be able to kill Ronan. But but what it all came down to, actually, is these were all broken people with broken families. Yep. And that common catharsis is part of what brought them together and realizing that they really are able or in at least in the first movie, it was really all about. Being able to overcome that and work together and learn to to form a family, if you will. So, yeah. and and then once again, the uh, with with volume two, man, uh, they they once again went straight for that. I mean, it was just well, what's your what's your first emotional take on the movie? Well, so the um, the first time I watched it, I was. Uh, I was oh. so focused on La da. <laughs> no, this, I'm but this sorry. is true how, though. How many times have you seen the movie, Trent? I've only seen it twice. Only he says. You yeah. remember back in the day where life was so out of control <laughs> know, and dude. funds were so tight. You were like, it's not at the dollar movie theater yet, so I ain't gonna see yeah. it. Yeah, but 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 like in all seriousness, like <clears throat> seeing it uh, the first time, I was so focused on trying to to like uh, preemptively figure out the plot. And like, look for Easter eggs, and um, you know, uh, look look for differences between um, comic book continuity and, and what and what they were doing. Um, I remember <clears throat> walking out of it thinking, "Man, that was a ton of fun," but it just didn't have the emotional punch that the first one had, right? Um, and then the second time I saw it, 
eyeballed multiple times. <laughs> I'm very glad to hear that because I'll tell you, I don't know, maybe it was because it was the end of a very long day. We went to go see it at 9.35 yesterday, and yes, my I, got, I was really excited, and this is part of the reason why the family theme is very cool for me because, you know, I, my eldest daughter, Emily, the same one I was just bragging about, uh, she went to go see it with me and wanted to go see it with me. So it's just oh, like, oh, yes. my gosh. You know, yes. it's, it's one of these few realms of common nerdery that connect, and it's something that helps, and it's an experience we get to have together. Uh, unfortunately for her, it was an even longer day. She got up at 6 a.m., and she had the best of intentions, but I think there was a good 20 minutes of the movie she needed a disco nap for, which I fully respect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, I did something. I don't know if it was because of the, the seeing it at a 9.35 showing uh, after a long day and not a good night of sleep, uh, but for once in my life, I just, and I think I was predisposed to this as well, as I said, because this is a sequel and because I firmly believe they can't fuck this up, Yeah, uh, which I, I had going into it, I said, but I figured I wasn't going to compare it to the first. And for once, I'm just going to sit here and watch the movie. I'm not going to think about where it's taken yep. me. Ex yep, exactly, dude. I'm going to let it <clears throat> dictate the journey. Although I will admit from the, the stuff we see in the very beginning, I'm like, well, yep. that's going to come back sometime. Yep. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're. I'm so with you. Yep. I, I th yeah, right off the bat, I, I leaned over and said, you know, that part yeah to uh, uh to my girlfriend and she was kind of looking at me like what i'm like you'll see you'll, you'll see. see and when you when you figure who the uh protagonist protagonist or which one's the bad guy again the antagonist, antagonist. when you figure when you know who the antagonist in this and you tie it in to that you, you do kind of realize uh, yeah. oh well this this is i can see exactly where that's going but i accepted that the moment i did it i'm like okay that's gonna come up later whatever and I'm yeah. glad I did, because the other thing I will tell you is that one thing that this movie does very well in the very beginning is it, right after the opening sequence, it just, it says, uh, it, here's what it did, Trent. It sat down on the porch before it was getting its day going and sipping its morning cup of coffee, and it was thinking, you know what? A lot of people are going to be wanting to see a lot of things because of what they've seen in the advertisement. They're going to want to see... They're going to want to see that baby Groot. They're going to want to see the Guardians of the Galaxy in action. They're going to want to laugh. They're going to want to see Star-Lord be Star-Lord. And you know what? We're going to even make sure that th that rocket for the Rocket Raccoon is going to be seen. And, yeah. and and it just planned out its day. It realized everything everyone would want. And it just, uh, to use a Kevin Smith parlance, it just takes it out and slaps it on the table right there at the beginning. Yeah. It doesn't mess around. It knows exactly who it yep. is. It's true, man. And it it it's it is the 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 guy with the with the catchphrase who runs in and he knows who he is. So within moments he says, "Nice such and such, I want to dip my balls in it." That's what it does. <laughs> it, it it really does. And and the the great thing about <clears throat> this one too is, uh, it. I was talking about it last night with with uh, some friends. It is, uh. It's this this one even more so than the first one stands completely outside of the Marvel universe, cinematic universe. Uh, I mean, you 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 could walk into this movie having not. I mean, you, you'll you'll miss out on some some callbacks and Easter eggs, but you could watch in as as this being the very first Marvel film you've ever seen, and 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 it will mean just as much. Well, that's because yeah yeah. Aside from like a couple references that don't really aren't super germane to anything it 
is a self-contained film. There, there is no tie-ins. Um, maybe you know later in Easter eggs and stuff, but 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 as far as like the actual content and plot of the story, it it is wholly stands on its own. You know, not directly related, but I will say too. Um, and, and this is the thing I I said about the original Guardians as well because it's not in. It is in the established Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's sort of uh, it's the Gilligan's Island action when Mash is going on in V. You know what I mean in Korea and stuff. It's it's its own standalone thing. It doesn't have to play by the same real world rules that the other movies are attempting to deal with. Uh, yeah, and and that's a great thing because they get to play a lot more. And then the cool thing that I realized uh, before this movie, after having had that that textual conversation with you. I realized that they realized the exact same thing for the next Thor movie. When you see the previews for Ragnarok, they're yep. like, you know what? Yep. Let's leave Earth off the table this time and let's really explore this other part of the universe that we haven't, which makes sense because it, it also gives them the opportunity to, to set up the Infinity War a little bit more. It makes us understand the greater scope and plus it gives us a little more insight into the guardians than we've had in the past. So, uh, so I, not the guardians of the galaxy, but you know, like the, uh, as guardians is what I meant. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, so I think they realize they can play a lot more cause it looks like it, even down to the title sequence, you know, they're just like, let's just tap into some of that, that, galaxy or guardians of the galaxy zeitgeist yeah that 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 goofiness that only we can get away with yeah by the way too um one thing i just also want to say that i really love about these marvel movies now is it's it's so nice and and the same thing could be said with the star wars movies it really is nice to kind of have these scheduled event movies because it does allow us using the term zeitgeist to really tap in to kind of a common zeitgeist as well because if you think about it Going to the movies is a very cool relationship with a thing like this because you're all there because you're excited to see the exact same thing. So, dude, it, yes, these in, in like in many ways, it's like church. You know, church is it you, is you either go because of obligation or because you like the feeling of common good that happens yeah, there. Yeah, the, the 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 common good, the community, the 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 shared. Um, suspension of reality almost you know what i mean it, uh -huh. it, it is exactly the same yeah and it's nice i i and, and at that moment i realized marvel movies may very well be my church <laughs> dude and, and that goes back to what you were saying uh at, at the beginning um uh about you know the buying into to uh uh fiction as as part of religion like it, it makes sense to me like like there is to me there is no difference between like um uh, reading a comic book and, and 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 getting a sense of moral right and wrong um and then uh or, or reading a bible story and getting a moral sense of right and wrong to, oh, to me man. Like, they are they are exactly the same thing the vision they, they, they the can, vision limited run series uh, had such great yes. parables for so many things in life right now Absolutely, absolutely. The the only difference is um, modern fiction can actually uh, evolve and be more direct and um, not have to have some old white guy interpreted for you yeah. to, to try and get the meaning out of it. <laughs> Doesn't have to be the man in different clothing telling me things, <laughs> telling you what you, how you should think about it from a little stage up there. 
Although I did appreciate the one time that the minister at the church we went to was talking about, you know, giving up things for Lent. He's like, look, I know we're all into social media. It's like, I got to get my Twitter on. I just, you know, (laughs) by the way, way to connect to the younger uh, members of the congregation. Anyway, so speaking of church, uh, I'm glad to hear that you cried because I there were so many different times that I I either started to well up in tears or I just straight up did. One of them is blatantly obvious. One of them I was like, wow, this is setting me off. It was just, uh, and, and I think part of that it really came from surrendering myself to the process, allowing myself just to let the movie dictate for uh, me where it was going to go and, and just let it tell the story. And man, I, uh, I, I, my daughter walked out and she felt it wasn't as good as the first movie. I don't really compare the two. I only took away from it the experience that I had, and that was just that it it did it com- it completely met the terms of the contract I had going in. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, dude. Like for me, it was one of those things. Like, and and that's just it. Like. I, I felt a little let down the second the, the the first time I saw it. I thought I thought there's more action, there's more comedy, but it didn't have it didn't tug at the heartstrings like I wanted it to, as did the first one. But then the second time, I don't know, the second time when I'm not trying to figure it out, when like you said, when you can just sit down and immerse yourself in what's going on and you can anticipate like the um the gravity of of certain uh, things that happen, and then you can start seeing the the emotional connections between the characters and this bond that really does solidify everyone that that is set forth right from the very beginning. Um, it, oh God, I've got chills just thinking about it, man. Like, like I, I I just I just a tip of the hat to James Gunn, dude, because uh, he has masterfully put together this this um, this film that like. No one should care about it. Shouldn't be as fun as it is, and it sure as shit shouldn't uh, put people in tears. Like uh, the second time I saw it, uh, uh, it was a, a screening for Salt Lake Comic Con, and I, I went in and I hosted it. Uh, like get, we did giveaways and stuff, and then I Hashtag sat down. Humble brag. <laughs> well, but then I there were no seats left, so I had to sit on the front row. Uh, which I hate, but but I you know whatever. But there were uh, like uh, three ladies who were sitting next to me in the front row who showed up late. All four of us were just bawling in the same spot, and it was like James Gunn, man. Like this is the guy that made Super. If you haven't seen that movie, definitely watch it with Rain Wilson and um, uh, 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 Ellen Page. Um, his range is insane, man. It is just, it is crazy how how he can pack so much, um, and, and just like opposite ends of the scale, uh, really hitting every element. Um, and another thing about the film too, uh, I I am, st- I, it made me kind of recant some criticism I had for the first film. Uh, the first film, my my only like my my only beef was I felt like uh, Nebula was overacted. In the uh, first one, yeah, and uh, oh my like, god, right? Uh, like, oh like, my god! Look, here's the other thing: this movie does amazing well. I'm sorry, I don't mean to yeah, cut yeah. you off, but yeah. this I just got to get this one out there. Yeah, this movie practically redefines for us so many key characters in the yep. movie. Exactly. I mean, exactly. they give. They give Yontu uh, actually a very uh, 
tragic but but very informed backstory same thing for nebula yep oh they it's like these characters in a way are completely redefined for me exactly and so what what i saw as as overacting in the first in the first film i then realized was was a, a directorial and and actor's choice to to really convey this this character is 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 so affected affected um that this this is the only reaction they have to everything um and, and for me and, and then at that point i could <clears throat> liken it to like uh, certain characters in other fiction which made sense to me so for me maybe, maybe this is just a marvel apologist i don't know but for me it it made so much more sense in in the choices that were made in the first film for portraying of a character that i was like okay never mind like i i i, I totally redact that 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 uh choice for how she acted um and it, and it makes sense it's true to the character it it also uh it, man i tell you that i i could not have imagined uh the yontu story the way i did um especially considering you thought he was just this abusive uh horrible scoundrel and and, and to find a way to redefine that i don't even understand how that is humanly possible in in fiction yet they did it oh i know i know dude I mean, yeah. it was I. There's just so much uh, about this that was just good. I, I, I mean, and for me, at least in my experience, I've only seen it once. But for me, there was never a moment where uh, it, it, it even gave me a moment to slow down and think. It just constantly yes. delivered. There wasn't that laggy period for me at Not all. Not once. No, I, I, I totally agree with you. Like, uh, I, I mean, and all the other films, I feel like there are points where they're like, okay. Let's let's keep it rolling. No, like the this is this is the same thing that like um, uh, Larry Hama talks about uh, dialogue for comic book writing. Like the only the only kind of uh, the only time you should have actual script or text in a comic book is when something on the screen is not portraying what's going on or, or something in the panels. And this everything that happens is germane to the plot through through the whole thing there's payoff for every single little thing that happens there's one there was one phrase that said um that that is kind of it's it's in a sequence of, of a lot of different actions and there's one thing that said that i'm sure was refers to a scene that was cut out so i'm excited to see the director's cut for that um but other than that man everything just boom 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 boom, boom, boom. it moves non-stop mm-hmm and 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 the other thing too is it doesn't make you work for anything. Everything, like you said, it if it, I I think uh, what was it? Uh, I think it was the the creator of Breaking Bad. Uh, what's his name again? Uh, Vince Gilligan. Gillen, yeah. Or uh, Gilligan, Gillian, uh, whatever his name Gilligan, is. Yeah. Vince G. We'll just call him. Yeah. Uh, when he was talking about the uh, the final season of Breaking Bad. He he said, well, one of the things that they they say in in creating something is if you show a bomb, you've got to later on show a, a bomb going off, because yeah. uh, that's it. It lends credibility to the risk and and this kind of thing. It's like every little element it gives you, it makes sure that it's there later. It's just a very, for me, it was a very well crafted story. I you know yeah. I I hope people don't go in trying to compare it and just letting it it ride because it really was just phenomenal uh, especially like the one little preview about the tape uh they really even expand on that in the movie to a ridiculous degree but yeah. i loved it yeah because it was uh, at yep. least showing like no i'm look i'll go end to end on this for you yep. you want tape i'll make sure nobody has tape 
Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. No, I totally agree. Yeah. 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 And I, I think as well, um, and, and this will get more into the spoilerish thing about it, but I, I think I, I well, not I, oh, let me. OK, let me just say this, too. The thing that I love about it is it does one of those great things where it it splits the characters up and then at the most important cart, it gets the band back together. And I yes. and they did that. Oh, my gosh. Look, folks, all I'm going to say is there is a part where Baby Groot is sent on a task to try and get something. Oh, I am gosh, glad dude. I did not drink too much water, Trent, because I literally would have yep. pissed my pants. Yep. yep. I was laughing so hard. My daughter said, get a get a hold of yourself. Yeah. Which <laughs> which which again, if you've seen the first film, the kind of the end of that gag um, pays off beautifully to a similar um, uh, callback of uh human prosthesis oh yeah oh my gosh it just <laughs> there's so much in there that is just it's guys it's so it's such a look i'm telling you this right now okay unless and and i and it, look first of all if you see this movie and don't like it that, that's your prerogative i can't really judge that but i'm hoping you could have the kind of experience i had when you go see yeah, it and agreed. so if you are absolutely feeling down in the dumps or you need direction or you, you're trying to figure out what to do with your life. If you got enough money in your pocket to get yourself a ticket, maybe a, a small bag of popcorn and a little soda or whatever it is you like, uh, just go see this movie. And I, and I hope you have the experience I do because you'll just walk out feeling good. It make, yep. Because it, it conveys one story and that's the importance of family Yep. Uh, and what's right? Oh my gosh! Like, there's one part that I've got to say for the last 15 minutes yeah, because yeah, yeah. it's it's a major. It's it's actually it's the only part that I originally questioned, but I I think I understood as well. Yeah. But because uh, it was like, wow, why are they putting that in? That's that's weird. Yeah. Uh, but it. But we'll, we'll get into that. But first, Trent, I want to get into other things that can be surprising for you sure. when you get them, if you don't mind. Unless there's another yeah. thought you want to carry out. No, no, that's that's I, I I think we can save the rest for spo spoilerama. I hope so because it's coming up. But in the meantime, I got to tell you something, Trent. I have been waiting. I have been waiting here for uh, two weeks. I think. Yeah. In order to open my loot crate. Oh shit! You've been man. You're a cuckold to the to the max. I am. I look, folks. I'm waiting it out here for you. It's Aww. what I do. Aww. Well, plus I get to do this little cool thing now where I can come over to the to the Skype. I can I can expand me up again so we can kind of see your reaction and, and what I'm showing. Yeah. Sort of, if it would go where I want it to, but it's not. Let me see. Oh, Look there over. we go. Okay, there's part of me. So I, I nope, now it moved again. You know, it, this is what happens when you when you work on a low budget, folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, so, so Trent can see it, and I'll, I'll try and arrange it so you can see it too, but I'm going to open up my loot crate. I don't even remember what the theme was for last month, but oh no, folks, it is a Batman color-changing mug. Oh, that is rad. Oh, dude, I love mugs. You know me. I'm big on the coffee. What changes yep. color? I gotta know, Trent. I gotta... <gasps> the bat symbol. The bat signal lights up. I can already Which, tell that. Oh, oh so that's this, sweet. Yeah, so, we're, so we're talking like... like, like um, hold it. Yeah. Yeah, so we're talking like I yeah. wonder which bat symbol it is. Uh, it it actually it looks very. I'll tell you, it, it looks a lot a lot like, like the shape of this bat wing I got before on a keychain. Oh, key okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's out of the way. What? Oh, now you know what? I love Q figs, the little figurines. I knocked now, Adam Strange on the store. Oh no, he's right there. 
I knocked uh, Doctor Strange down, I thought, but I must be somebody else now. Uh, no, it's not the character from Next Generation, Trent. Oh, because that, I mean, I was going to say, that's pretty obscure collect collecting item yeah, to have. They're the, the makers like, of just these. Q. But no, it's a Jessica Jones ones. They're these adorable little <gasps> figurines. Oh my god! Oh, in like an action set, kind of like like a like a cute smaller version of the Diamond Select Marvel figures. I guess so. Um, boy, that's cute. And by the way, did you see the Defenders trailer? Oh, dude! Looks like hey, you look you look like an idiot. It's your scarf. Your oh, scarf. ate that up. Uh, what else we got in here? Got my loot pin. I, I love my, you're just throwing shit left and right. My guaranteed loot <laughs> pin that you get. You also get guaranteed a t-shirt every time. Oh, nice. What is this little thing? It's a pencil sharpener. I don't know why I have... Oh, there must be pencils. Oh, that's why oh, yeah. X-Files pencils. Oh, yeah. Last but not least, what was the t-shirt? I haven't seen this. Yeah, what's the t-shirt? What is the t-shirt? Oh. What's I'm, in the box? Yeah, I don't know. Because apparently I can't unfold the t-shirt at all. <laughs> It looks like a it looks like a, a pod, an aphid that's that's ready to eat people, or some. Oh, it's a it's a Stranger Things yep, T-shirt, dude. Yeah, yeah, that oh, totally is. It's eleven. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah, I'm in dude, love. That is awesome. Oh, please bless that the yellow glows in the dark. <clears throat> oh, I don't know, but that looks incredible, folks. Uh, look, I'm not gonna lie to you, okay? Loot crate is awesome. You saw my live reactions there. You saw Trent's live reactions. Let me try and slightly not. Let people know I'm moving my image. Oh, I guess talking about it, it doesn't help. Uh, but Loot Crate, is it's the best gift that you know is coming, all right? Yeah. It's the best surprise you know is coming every month. If you're on a quest for epic gear, housewares, and collectibles, Loot Crate has it. For yeah. uh, They have an epic range of pop culture items for less than $20 of a month. If you're a fanatical fashionista, then you can try Loot Wear, which is monthly wearables and accessories with cult classics and your favorite franchises. If you want to get fancy bigger box with an even bigger loot with Loot Crate DX. Want to geek out your pet? Try Loot Pets. Trent, Michael Sarah might like some uh, some some geeky swag, right? That's a good idea. And also in October, uh, I'm getting another puppy. So so double the fun, double the pleasure. There like, you go. You can take loot advantage. Pets. Yeah, there you go. Uh, May's Loot Crate Trent, and you only got until May 19th to get it at 9 p.m. Pacific. Then it is gone. It, it, it's... You'll find items from Guardians of the Galaxy 2, Star Wars, Destiny, and the Goonies, Trent. Oh, man. Not now you're mention, tugging on the old heartstrings. Yeah. Not to mention, one lucky subscriber will also win a Mega Crate, including a premium format Groot figure from Sideshow Collectibles that is over 22.5 inches tall. You know, they oh. say it's not the uh, motion in the ocean. No, I don't know. Never mind. Size of the, it's not the size of the boat, but the motion in the ocean. Well, all I'm saying is that's a pretty damn big Groot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That'll get the job done. Uh, anyway, folks, it's real easy. Uh, you don't even have, I don't think you have to use a code. If you just go to lootcrate.com forward slash netheads, you can get $3 off any new subscription. Cash in on this May's Loot Crate theme of Guardians. May 19th, 9 p.m. specific is when you have to cash in on it. So do it now. All you got to do, lootcrate.com forward slash netheads. Loot Crate, get some. There we go. That's out of the way. Yeah, I'm sure that's the the way the uh, the sponsor would like to hear it, but uh, you know, yeah, that's out of the way. It's nice yeah. they gave a pencil sharpener. This one looks like it turns into a uh, uh, oh, it, it does. It looks like an open case, so you can turn it into a suitcase when you unfold it, and it looks like a a high tech briefcase with an X ray view. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I felt like such. Oh, because it's because it's all conspiracy themed. Yeah, I uh, I felt like such an a hole 
Well, when I, I kept talking about wanting that Batman cube figure, and then I found one in a box. But that box also <laughs> unfolded to be the side of a building. So that's going to be another box oh, shelf over here yeah, that yeah, he yeah. will sit on uh, by himself. The 66 Batman cube figure. It's just a thing of beauty. Uh, yeah. By the way, in regards to uh, my comment that they couldn't screw up Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, that CG guy 79 says, nah, they can't mess it up. DC already did. Hashtag Suicide Squad. Ouch. Oh. I wish I could disagree, but I don't understand. Uh, how they overcame the protagonist in that one just with a bomb. I don't. I, I don't know, man. I just. Anyway, let's not get into Suicide Squad. We're riding a Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy yeah. high here. Yeah. Well, uh, and and before we get into the spoilers, uh, I'm very sad. Um, uh, something that came up with my uh, Steve Kent. He was talking. You know, hey, uh, Wonder Woman looks like it might be pretty good. And I said, yeah, I agree with you. However, DC forgot to advertise for it. I saw a Wonder Woman uh, trailer right before Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, because I haven't seen any advertising for it, and that's that's their that's their tentpole for the summer. Not only is it their tentpole, but I isn't that also basically the DC formula? There are certain the WB uh, Warner Brothers is behind yeah. it. Yeah. And, and they have a they have specific strategies around movies, including you know specific uh, targeted advertising. I'm just wondering if they think. So are you saying perhaps they don't have faith in this movie or because it's one or the other. It's either they don't have faith in the movie, so they want to cut the advertising budget to recoup costs or they know they've got a movie and they don't need to advertise it. Which is it? Or or they're they're saving to, to, you know, a combination of the two where they're only going to push the last week hard, really hard and put all their their uh, budget into, uh, you know, direct advertising for a short period of time i don't know it's just weird that that i have i you know i don't have tv so there's there is a you know if you're an advertiser you have to try to get me and they haven't got me at all oh yeah because they've got to catch you on some type of service where it's streaming yeah streaming or or in facebook or on twitter or on on websites Something, yeah, exactly. And, By the way, dude, your glasses are really cattywampus. I know this is a podcast for some people, and they can't. Oh, never mind. That would explain it. I'm sorry. I am an asshole now. I apologize. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry to see yeah. that. For, Very for those frustrating. Of you, for, for those of you listening, uh, yeah, I it, they broke. <laughs> so I, I've, I've got to do uh, go find a. The nice thing is though, I did just get like the generic uh, twenty five millimeter Wayfarers, so I can just go to the mall to like and buy a, a ten dollar pair of sunglasses and pop out the lenses, and these will pop right in. Please, please get like a a, a different colored pair just to so have one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, on both sides. Yeah. <laughs> And then the center will be a different color as well. There you go. Um, Yeah, I admit, when I found these frames, I liked them so much, and they were on such a discount, I knew they would close out, so I actually ordered two because it was so cheap. Yep, that's what, yeah, I I do the same. So I got one pair in reserve to maintain. I've even got the non-nerdier looking kind, but now these... Uh, these are my uh, these are my Clark Kent glasses, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I could take them off and we. Uh, by the way, before we get into the spoilers too, did you want to dip into Trent's corner at all? I, did, I know we should really talk about this in advance. Sorry, folks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, let me press the letter T. Oh, actually, it's under G. That makes no sense. It's that time where we find out what is in Trent's corner. Ew, what's that? <laughs> I don't want to do this, but I'm going to anyway. What is in Trent's corner? (laughs) 
That's right. Will does too much talking. We like to make sure that Trent gets his appropriate, his due, his his uh, his dipping of the beak, getting a little taste, getting a wet. Trent, what's going on in your world, man? What's going on in your corner? Uh, so yesterday, um, uh, 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 Judge Funky Boy and uh, Will Work for Ice Cream and I on Twitter, uh, we went to Salt Lake to a a the Utah Championship Wrestling Zero uh, event held in a high school and whole that's it's why I'm hoarse today. Uh, holy shit, we were we were one of the few people on the front row, um, and we had such a blast interacting with the crowd or or with the with the performers. It was so much fun. Uh, it was rad too because um, uh, kind of like the the promotion stable care like main character is a guy named uh, Martin Casals who uh, was on um, WWE's uh, reality tough enough show. It's like it's it's kind of like a UFC's contender. Um, he uh, is also a regular on Lucha Underground as Marty the Moth. Um, and then his in in Lucha Underground, his you know storyline sister was there at the at the performance, and she wrestled as well. Like, it was so much fun. Um, and then on top of it, uh, Eddie Guerrero's nephew Chavo Guerrero was was the mainline uh, wrestler for the main event. Um, it was just so much fun. And like, if if you're ever if you ever see like a uh, uh, a bill for for a local wrestling thing. Um, and this one in particular was was set up by the high school's um, principal because he he like is a big fan and he set it up as a fundraiser for the high school football team. Um, and and like this is this is the the um, how do I put it uh, nicely? This is uh, kind of a, a sad high school in the fact that it is the one of you know the lowest income areas. Um, and so there, you know, as far as property taxes go, this place really struggles. Um, and it was just really cool to to see like the community together. Uh, the football team was there to, to like support and thank people, and they like uh, uh, broke down the ring and worked and, and did everything. It was, I don't know, dude. It was just one of those things like um, where where like a community like because the, the the promotion itself has this unique uh, community around it. And then the high school community came around it too, and to see like these these melding of like weird cultures, but everyone like really excited and raising money and and, and everything about it. I don't know. So if you ever get the chance, go to a local uh, wrestling show, especially if it's if it's uh, for a good cause. So much damn fun. Well, and, and, um, and so it, uh, help help educate uh, a jobber like me, Trent. Um, so in regards to this, is this kind of like, uh, like the minor leagues of wrestling or is it a step below that? I mean, yeah, how does maybe, it work out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so essentially, um, what, what a lot of these promotions are, are they're, they're wrestling schools that then also have a promotion built around that. Right. So if, uh, so the, the teachers of the school are the performers. And then if you come and, and go through the wrestling school, you get your chance to perform in the promotion. Right. Yeah. Cause um, I, I, cause I've heard of like some people in, in involved in wrestling in some ways, like in Southern California as well, but I don't, yeah. but so, but I guess you could really kind of set up your own little wrestling league or, totally. or, or company, if you will, uh, and just do road shows and, because that's really cool if you think about it. Kind of like in the way that uh, I think at the uh, one of the at the fairgrounds in a neighboring city that during the summer they have like uh, funny car racing or something like exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Yep. No. It's 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 exactly like like I, I liken it to um, the different uh, types of cons that are out there. Totally. Or or even I would say like like an improv school. 
right? Oh, very good. So, so like, like you know, if if you, if you're a master at, at comedy and improv, you you set up this thing where you can come and 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 learn, and then they'll usually do a show uh, to to highlight everyone, and then maybe you'll bring in a, a highlighting act to try and draw people in at the same time. Like it's 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 very similar to that. It, it, it's it's at least it sounds a little more organized and, and a definite step above uh, breaking. Uh, collapsible tra- tables in somebody's backyard oh yeah 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 no this this is not this is not uh, backyard wrestling like they they have a vimeo channel and stuff so you can go and watch all their their stuff and they've got commentary and and everything's filmed like like it's 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 not the minor leagues uh but it, it's 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 like um just below it's it's like triple a you know yeah, it's very good very good I'm, I'm glad to hear that because it and that kind of thing is cool and i especially love that it's it sounds like it's something you guys really got into. So you were like oh my, adding well, to the character of the event too. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's that's the thing. When you go to these smaller shows, <clears throat> there's this, there's this. Uh, not everyone is there wants to participate in the show, right? Some people are, are you know, uh, Tom Sherlock was was talking about this after the show. Some people just want to go and like experience the show. Um, but as if if you're willing to participate in the show, you can add so much in helping uh, the performance of, of the characters by giving them someone to focus on, right? So by, by giving the, the villain someone to focus his heat toward, mm-hmm. then, then that can help help him develop his, his uh, improv of, of, of uh, you know, interaction and disdain. And likewise, you know, ch- you know, blatantly cheering and overreacting for the, the hero does the same thing. It gives them someone to like call on so they can Hulk out when they need to like, dude, that um, is so, that is so cool that, and, and so is this just like an understood symbiotic relationship between two true, true fans and those in the biz, if you will, it, dude, it, it is, it is so much fun because, uh, you know, w- when you're on the front row and a small thing like this, right off the bat, you, they come out and and you and you're up in their face like like there's no barricade or anything between you and and the ring so like at one point we had um uh, P- uh Miss Paradise came over and uh sat down in in Will Kent's lap oh uh, Will Kent she 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 slapped my hat right off of my head like like little stuff like that um you know people yelling shut up to me directly like throughout throughout the evening and then afterwards to go and talk to him and they're like. Oh my God, that was so funny when you said that. Like, I almost broke when, when you know, when you said that. Like, thank you so much. Dude, the other thing I love hearing about this is that it, it gives me a new level to of appreciation to those that do get front row at these major wrestling events because then, totally. in some ways, for a fans, it's also probably part of the fun trying to be the being enough of a presence yourself to get that attention, kind of oh, thing. Oh, absolutely, yeah, for sure, and and it, it it's great too, and. And it's a little different when you get to the televised, like the, the the WWE televised stuff. But Tom Sherlock has this great story of when he was a kid, he he was at a show, and when he kind of like understood what was going on, uh, I I don't remember who it was, but uh, this villain uh, woman came out and was and was getting a lot of heat from the crowd, and so and she walked up to a kid and said, "Hey, I like your shirt." And then kept on walking, but like to the TV, it looked like she was yelling at this little kid. But in reality, she was just giving the impression <laughs> of it. So, like, this weird disconnect. But, yeah, anyway, if you ever get a chance to go to a live wrestling show, do it. It's, 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 well, it's, well, it's well worth your money. Well, and it sounds like you guys were able to make it to where it was not only well worth your money, but it's like it was, it was, it was full-on uh, pure entertainment from beginning to end. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm oh, glad it, to hear it, that, it, man. It totally was. Yeah, it was fun. So there you go, folks. Look up your local wrestling in your area. The professional stuff, though, not not those uh, not those wacky backyard MMA guys. Yeah, yeah. Or or also, you know, go to go to um some high school wrestling matches if you get the chance because those those are just fun to watch and really interesting and kind of a dying sport. That's true. It really is. Um, although I've never given it much thought, and I probably won't after this. Sorry. <laughs> That's fine. Were you were you on the wrestling team in high school? Uh, in junior high, but in in high school, um, I didn't do winter sports because you couldn't ski. Ah. And, I, and, and, we, uh, and like we we lived right, you know, in Jackson Hole, so we always had se- uh, weekend season passes. So like, no basketball and no wrestling, like, because you got to ski, man. Well, Trent, uh, by the way, too, I just got to say how much I love your father. Uh, in the past two weeks, oh, Trent shared God. this video. Great point, yes. From yep. Antiques Roadshow. Yep. First of all, you get to see Trent and his his full curled mustaches and all his glory, and he just had the greatest story. He's like, well, came to Antiques Roadshow, found out classic family heirlooms were $2.63. Next time, I'll just stay home with the herd. Yep, and it's so funny because um, – uh, so this, this happened last summer was when they filmed it. And, uh, there was, uh, you know, my, my grandma had, had passed my dad's father. And, and that was one of, you know, the things that my, uh, father was happy to have got, uh, as far as inheritances go. And everyone was, was kind of assuming that this was like a, a, a passed down heirloom because it meant so much to my grandma, blah, 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 blah. And then to find out, nope, it's just kind of a cheap, cheap. Thing you can get anywhere it's worth you know two bucks <laughs> yeah you know what happened they probably picked that up in a crackle barrel about 60 yeah. years ago yeah like like that's that that uh it was great yeah and and crazy like of of everything i've ever shared on facebook i think that might be the the most interacted uh post i've ever like ever it was great i literally just want to pour the portion of him saying just stay home with the herd and use that as a sound bite you know <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. That that'd be the official nethead sign off. It's just well, uh, next time, just stay home with the herd. Home with the herd. <laughs> it was beautiful, man, and it's it's so nice that you have that moment. And but you know, when it comes to family heirlooms, some things I, like I remember uh, after my parents' divorce, uh, like there were a few knickknacks that were always at my dad's house, wherever that house was. Yeah, uh, and when he passed, you know, that was like the this it. Of all things, this stupid blue crystal bird. Uh, uh-huh. but, but I had fond memories, so I just sure you don't want that. I'll take it because it, yeah. it means something to me. Yep. No, I I totally know what you mean, man. Yeah, yeah. So, and it's nice that you have that moment to look back on. You know, that is one thing I do think about, at least in regards to these podcasts and everything. Is like at least there is a certain piece of me that that is is a legacy that my children will be able to look back on. Uh, again, kids, sorry, I uh, didn't mean to let you down, but you know <laughs> who I am. Dude, you just you just participated in time travel. Isn't that kind of crazy? In some ways, just I did. Now? Spe- like that seriously blows my mind, dude. Speaking of time travel, um, one of the things I thought that would be really neat because we've never done it. And sorry, everyone's tuning in. Like, aren't they supposed to be in spoilers now? <laughs> yeah, what's going on? Uh, are you okay with uh, with wrapping at eleven forty five? I'm not pushing sure, you dude. too much. Am I right? Yeah, for me. Okay, so uh, sorry to keep this one a little long, guys. But um, <clears throat> um, I was thinking about it. Uh, because I was thinking about how many years has it been. I always think that around this time of year because I think your first phone call was like March 25th on the given year. Yeah. I was thinking one of the things we might do either to fill a gap or as a special podcast, we do a commentary track for that first phone call on Radio Askew. Oh, shit, dude. And that way I give insight just into me leading into it. And then, because uh, let's face you called in the first few minutes and we just went the rest of the time. And it went so well. I was like, hey, uh, I, this may sound weird, 
but um do you want to do you want to talk again yeah dude that that would be a fucking trip we should do that yeah so that that'd be one of the great shows i think coming up hopefully uh even though uh, i say we also do it kind of mystery science theater 3000 style listen back and really kind of bring up some jabs as well but i know there was one time i was running a video test and i always thought it would be the stupidest thing but i think a commentary track for a podcast isn't too bad if it's managed correctly oh i yeah yeah exactly yeah 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 there's there's got to be some way to mitigate the difference between, you know, mm-hmm. well, you, the, the, the voices. Well, that's the it would take a little more engineering do, work because do we, we could, do we just do we just auto tune ourselves? Yeah, there you go. That'd be wonderful. <laughs> you know, actually, I do have a, a mixer in here. It's a sub mixer that would allow oh. you to put on effects, so I could put yeah. us into there and then just us go into a single bus on this mixer. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> oh. But then we're talking about having two mis- mixers on the desk, and it's already—I already cleaned up, and it was already a bumblefuck <laughs> of wires again within two minutes. It's like, dude, I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> it's like, you know how people do that thing where they scrunch up the 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 um the straw wrapper, and then they put a drop of water on it, and it and goes it, like poof whoop, and grows whoop. out. Yeah, literally, somehow the wiring in the studio does. I get it all nice, <laughs> neat, and organized, Coiled and, and yep. I, and I like turn out, and I walk outside, and it's all like this, and then it just goes. What happened? I don't know. All right, folks. Uh, now we're finally dipping into that 15 minutes we warned you about. So let's cue the music. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! That's right. Spoiler From now alert. on, this is it. So if you if. Thank you for joining us this amount of time if you have, but from this point further, we are going to get into the actual meat and potatoes of Guardians of the Galaxy 2. You can bookmark this now, and you can come back to this one later and say, okay, I'll just queue it up to the last 15 minutes, and I can yeah. hear what they thought about it, but I haven't seen the music net or movie yet. I understand if you want to drop off on Twitter. Thank you so much for being with us, folks, but yep. this is it. Now we're going to drop some serious shit about Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No, they're not, you dummy. Stupid robot voice. Yeah. Anyway. Me off. That might be. No, it's just the auto thing. So, Trent, uh, first of all, go ahead. First, you, your biggest moment you wanted to talk about before but couldn't because we were being spoiler free. Um, the, oh, Let's just start at the beginning. Opening credits, dude. This is the best. Like, the, 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 the him in Guardians 1 of. Star Lord uh, dancing with the opening credits was fun mm-hmm. uh, as he's like singing and 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 walking and, and stuff, but the opening credits for this are fucking hilarious, adorable. Yes. Um. Yeah. And and kind of sets the pace for the entire movie. Yeah. And and like I said, they don't fuck around. They're like people are going to want to see the baby Groot. Yep. And and they're basically fighting a MacGuffin, and uh, and it happens, but and it, but it gives you. Everything you want. Like I said, we get to see Rocket Raccoon flying. You get to see them battling. There's funny banter, but then it's just dancing baby Groot for the entire yeah. sequence. Yep. Well, and 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 right off the bat, too, like um I was shocked because uh they're essentially fighting Shuma uh Goroth in uh in from in Guardians at the very beginning, who is um up there with Galactus as one of the big bads. Oh, as a um, dimensional being? Yeah, as a dimensional being, um, interdimensional being who like sucks energy, um, but uh, yeah, it, for for me that and and then the crazy part is that was was the whole plot. That was the like that that fight scene was the whole movie. I don't what Shuma Guroth is ego. 
Oh, okay, I gotcha. Is is Drax trying to go to the center to kill it? Like that that was the like he he's he's trying to get a battery. Like where yeah, he, it's it's all like, that the, it the was first the battle whole sequence movie. is an analogy for the rest of the film. It totally is, dude. Didn't even catch that. See, like, so like, much smarter than me. I I I felt. I felt bad. I need to apologize to my girlfriend because uh, when Drax is like, I must, I must kill him from the inside, and then he runs and then dives. Great scene, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh, that's how they're going to kill Ego. And she goes, she looks at me like, what? I'm like, never mind. <laughs> See, and because I just for once put my mind aside, right? I didn't right, even pick exactly. up on that. But you're, yeah, but it's true. The, yeah, like I, like I, I had, I totally, I watched this the first time I watched it. I watched it through the lenses of a regular Will Wilkins film spoiler. I'm right? sorry, like, <laughs> but then the second time, yeah, it's the same way. Like, Isn't it a horrible it, place to be in when you're just like you're trying to figure I it know. out and you're? Like, I know, I totally was, dude, the whole time. Because and you have that momentary feeling of accomplishment because you solved the mystery, but then you're disappointed. You spoiled it for yourself for the rest of the yep. film. Yep. Yeah, okay, I'm with you, man, I'm with you. Um, actually, I'm going to skip to the end. My biggest thing, and this is the part that made me cry first. Oh, my God, dude. Uh, and it's also the part I didn't understand. So this is a, a pretty major one, folks. So um, uh, we learned from Ego, uh, well, first of all, we learned that uh, Peter is not a special child, although he is uh, yeah. in regards because he was able to uh, get bonded with the celestial genes yeah, of he ego. Ha- he had the celestial gene, which is crazy. And and was able to utilize it. So he was the first one. So in that respect, Peter truly was the, the special child of ego, but there have been a whole lot before him and he's just fed on their energy because he needs to sustain himself. Uh, but the part that I didn't understand was that uh, he makes the comment when he's he's making the big, when he's monologuing basically. Yeah. Uh, and he gets a few. There's the good monologue and the villain monologue. I thought yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. Uh, but it's when he said, you know, and, and I felt so bad when I, I left that tumor in your mom's brain. Yeah. Right? And, 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 it, and it was great, too, because it was kind of like a like like it was a, a throwaway. Like, well, and it was like a, it was like a slip like like, yeah. And I loved your mother. Gosh. And I knew if I ever went back, I would. I'd never leave, so I couldn't go back. So, and, and and that's the reason, and that's when I realized afterwards in thinking about it, that's the reason why he did it, because he had to take that temptation away from himself. Yep. Be, yeah, uh, exactly, be, because, because you know, it, expansion was was um, eternal. Love with this with this mortal being is fleeting because, it, what did he say? Because I found that life was just so disappointing. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and the other thing, but it wasn't that that made me cry. It was just the true impact of on Peter because his, he knew how good his mother was. And instantly he realized one, my dad's an a-hole, a complete and total. Um, so this guy hasn't been in my life. Let's not get whimsical about it. And for no other reason than simply the fact that he can't handle his high, he killed the most beautiful being I know of in, in existence. Yep, um, dude, and 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 his reaction, uh, Peters, is fucking brilliant, because out of nowhere, like he just snaps out of that trance, boom, 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 and just like starts firing, blowing him away. There's like there's no question in his mind about what he has to do. Yeah, and then and and it's 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 actually a callback a little later, and that was the important thing that I think old ego didn't realize is the important thing about Peter was he the celestial genes bonded. He was able to tap into that same energy. 
Yes. So uh, he in, is in essence could use ego against himself, yeah. uh, and which I find is true. I you know ego works against me every goddamn time. Um, <laughs> right. Yeah. Which which is the, the the duality of of the whole thing, right? And and there's even which which ties back to when they're trying to jump through the um, the quantum uh, asteroid field. It's ego that stops them from making it through safely. B- between uh, internally their egos yes. between rocket and definitely and, and and quinn or quill yeah yeah uh just uh so that really just like hit me because especially just and it's such a stupid line but just waterworks it's like you killed my mom and you shouldn't have crushed my walkman yeah oh, boom peter in action because that was his last connection with her mm-hmm definitely uh yeah. so that uh that was the first part that made me weep the second part that got me was the revelation that uh, when Yontu realized what he had been doing all these years, because it there was more than one uh, child, folks, and somebody had to go and pick them up, and it turns out that was Yontu. And uh, yep. at the moment he found out what was real, he realized what was going on. One, he realized his complicity in it, and he accepted his his lot in life on that, and did the best he could from there i think uh, and yeah. that's something that you know considering we thought this was a guy that just terrorized a small child it, it turns out yontu's story from the point he picks up peter is one of sacrifice yeah it's it, it is it's so interesting how um and, and makes so much sense though too because uh it, it, at the end when we see yondu open up the uh infinity stone pod uh it's it's that troll doll and he just laughs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he, his his response is he just laughs in, instead of like, you know, turn the ship around. You know what I mean? Like all, of all the other things he could have done. Uh huh. Yeah, it was a, it was really interesting. Same thing for Gamora too. The way they flipped the script yes. on that one, we alluded to it before, but like what it all comes down to is both of them are these children having to live in this hellacious situation as the adopted children or the children, whichever one was, what uh, of uh, Thanos. And it yeah. turns out that, um, uh, and that part hit me the most. Is she's like, you were when uh, Nebula tells Gamora, you were all I had. You always wanted to win, and I wanted a sister. And I just wanted a sister. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. Oh, <laughs> right now, that's so good. You got to stretch, bro. I need a moment. <laughs> no, no, you're 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 so right, and that's and that's what's so crazy about it too. Like with those two. Um, it is this this beautiful um, like love hate like the only thing they have to bond them together is their hatred and so they have to hold on to that hatred because if they if 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 they were to let that hatred go they would have nothing between the two of them and that plays back to like where I thought she was overreacting to everything when in reality that's the only emotion she's allowed to have left partly because Thanos has extracted it all from her yeah. she talks about how he took my eye from my from my body he took my brain out of my head and and like just because you couldn't lose once mm-hmm. and 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 for gamora you know she, she was totally ambivalent didn't had no idea she thought this was just like this is the only way i can survive but in reality she could have survived with the help of someone if she would have been open to that you know open enough to receive a sister mm-hmm. but instead she was she was just focused on herself surviving that she couldn't see which created this whole other monster like it is it is a brilliant story that is told i mean it's it's so complex but it's told in so few words and, and, and like that that could be a story in and of itself 
but instead it's it's like this the sea story going on in this this bigger guardians of the galaxy but it's so impactful yeah definitely uh i uh i i was i was thoroughly blown away i could not believe that they they pulled that off uh, redefining so much and also making scoundrels pay for their being scoundrels too with the, what happened with the ravagers i thought was that was actually a nice touch okay and and for me this is this is where i know james gunn is a true comic book fan and is giving those true comic book fans the the like the what's the term the the easter eggs the the homage that we really want right mm-hmm. So the original Guardians of the Galaxy happened in, in uh, the 31st century, um, and it was it was uh, all so it was uh, different colonies from Earth. Uh, people from each one of those colonies ba- bound together. One uh, Charlie 27 was a really big tough guy. Um, uh, one was Yondu, who was uh, uh, had like this big fin on the top of his head and was an archer. Um, one was a guy made uh, out of complete diamonds. One was Vance Astro, who was an astronaut from the year 2000, uh, sent forward into the future, right? And that was the original Guardians of the Galaxy. And so then we see that that Yondu's team of Raj- Ravagers, the original team, is the original Guardians of the Galaxy with with uh uh, uh v- no not uh shit Charles uh Michael Clark Duncan is 27. Or no, Ving Rhames is 27, as or Charlie 27. Um, uh, Sylvester Stallone is like the Vance Astro type. Like all these different characters, it, like that really didn't not a huge part. Like they could have been anyone, but instead they they chose to use like this obscure piece of continuity that no one knows about. And for a fan like me, I'm I'm like freaking the fuck out at how cool it was. Yeah, see, and I had no connection to it, but I knew that was at least something that I could look back look up later and probably totally. be Yeah. It, yeah. It, it didn't distract me from the story at all. By the way, uh, I have to say my daughter was so exhausted. I got all the way up to the the post credit uh, sequence with the gold people and that reveal of oh, the yes. what was that the warlock pod is that that's, it? yeah that's Adam Warlock's cocoon yeah okay so um that's the la- was there any more after that as long as we're talking yes. spoilers yes the very the very the very last one it's it's really heartfelt what was it um because it it might be one of the last times we get it due to due to his health it's Stan Lee because oh. er- earlier in the show or yeah, in he's the, talking to the he's talking to the Watchers right. Yes. So at the very the very last clip is Stan sitting there on this moon telling stories, and then the three of them just stand up and start walking away, and he goes, "Hey, where are you going? You're my ride home. Oh, I have so many more stories to tell." And then it ends. That is, uh, it, it, when I saw that, I first of all the the only disappointing thing for me in the movie theater was it happened so fast I did not get to see the watchers he was talking to really. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. But so is the is the sort of implication is that he is a watcher as well. Like I like I've said, no, no, he's he's like a, a stranded astronaut just telling the watchers these stories. Oh, OK. I can't yeah. I, I can't wait to actually see that. But it's nice to know what I it, missed. it was really good. Uh, uh, oh, so some some fun uh, Easter egg stuff. Uh, there's that one uh, small, really small uh, scene where they're where they're going through the uh, kind of the horror house planet place. <laughs> and you see Ro- Howard the Duck and you see how uh, that's Seth Green. Again, reprising Seth, his role from the end yep, credits Seth of the last Green. one. Um, now, uh, Mainframe, who is one of the um, uh, 
uh, one of the uh, original Guardians kind of is is like this robot figure and and when they uh, have everyone getting back together of the Ravagers she says it's so glad to see everyone again or something like is that, that. What the robot head was <laughs> that's Miley Cyrus oh my gosh yeah like on top of that um his uh, uh, uh Quill's mother Meredith Quill is played by and I didn't know this which surprised me because I effing love this actress she's one of my all-time like I have the biggest crush on her um, is uh, Laura Haddock. I'm not familiar who that is. Okay, so uh, Laura Haddock, she was in, um, oh, hold on, uh, How Not to Live Your Life, one of my one of my favorite um, a BBC comedies, How Not to Live Your Life. Uh, she was, uh, uh, she had a small role in um, uh, Captain America, uh, oh. and then, and then she, uh, yeah, anyway, like, she's this, she's, she's this great British actress, um, she's beautiful. I've had a crush on her forever, and then and I didn't even notice because she has such a sick, uh, thick Southern accent mm-hmm. in the film. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah, I was blown away, and I and I didn't realize that she, you know, was played it in the first film too. Like for well, me, that was like how like, could yeah, you? Yeah, she was in in betweeners and and a whole bunch of other stuff. But yeah, that one blew me away. Yeah, I also like the way they worked that in. We said, Mom said my my dad was from another planet, but she had a brain tumor. Thought she yeah, was just so talking silly. She was, yeah. Yeah. Like oh, the way they threw that in. Um, also like the way that they also uh, made it so that uh, Rocket, who is the most jaded creature, oh my gosh, ha- dude. has the ability to communicate to everybody that he loves them. When talking about Yontu instead, yep. but but then at the ends and and then he stole batteries when he didn't have to. Mm. And, and, yeah, and 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 then uh, you know, so uh, he's, he's and, like, and, 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 yeah. Yeah, and actually, then, and, and you didn't, and you didn't yell, and 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 you still forgave him, even though you guys yelled at each other. Yeah, and then Quill says, "Well, of course, we're family." Yeah, just whoa, and, ah! the, and then and then there's also the one. I mean, like so many characters got to have so many great moments, but Yontu facing off with Rocket Raccoon and and just saying to him, like, yes. there's that, that kind of. In a way, letting him know, I know you because you're me. Because you're me. And it's both as a comment and I also felt as a warning. Totally. Yeah. 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 Don't don't end up like me. Like, oh. Yeah. And then and then and then so cool too for Rocket to have made that bond with Yondu and then to be like, no, I've gotta let him I've gotta let him make this sacrifice by himself. And then he like stops Gamora from leaving right Mm -hmm. because he understands like this is his one chance to like do something to redeem himself for the the bad things that he's done like to make up for it all like oh god that was another moment man my eyes just watered up just when he fires on her and he stops her no I can't I can't lose another friend another friend today oh my god dude yeah well and then oh dude on top of it too and and this is the part that uh, I think we're gonna see in the director's uh, cut um, there is, there is a scene that I believe was cut out between, um, that's, that's developed more between Mantis and Drax. Which by the way, brilliant move using Drax the way they did, because after the last movie, really his story is kind of told Drax is now just along for the ride because he has found a new family. It, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and there's a, there's a, a, a part where. You know, there's like this scene cut to where uh, Gamora finds out, um, you know, the the finds all the bodies and stuff, and then the next thing we see is her slamming Mantis into the wall. And I can't remember the dialogue, but she says something that 
kind of doesn't make sense, which I think is probably the cutscene in between the two. Uh, um, you know what? I think I know what you may be talking about, but the part, the reason why it happens is because in that moment, Mantis gets to touch Gamora. Right. And I yeah, thought it was based on insight. Yeah. Which is why they had to have that in there so that she could say, you are scared. Mm-hmm. Um, but but before that, so like jump two scenes before that, and the, the part where Mantis touches Drax and just starts bawling. Yeah, but he is just sitting there still. And you realize. And he's just sitting there kind of looking off. Like, like Drax's acting in this film is is really good. Like, like weirdly good for a WWE performer. I think so, because especially considering he's just sitting there stoic, but we know that the inner turmoil and emotion yes. that he's having. Yeah. Um. It. Yeah. They. That. His interactions with Mantis were great in this movie. They were oh, just uh, so fantastic. Um, yeah. Uh, seriously, it's beautiful. guys. So are you. On the inside. On the inside. Well, he uh, Drax basically becomes the one character that has the majority of those great side comics. Yeah, uh, he, comments. He, t- he, he totally uh, takes over the, the Groot side of comedic relief in this one um, that Groot had in the first one, I, I think. Well, I hate to be repetitive uh, of something else, too, but you know when they talk about Fat Man on Batman, too, they, uh, Kevin highlighted these, some of these great asides, and one of them is like my favorite in, in the original Guardians when he's like, and I'm taking this knife, and he's like, and just the guy goes, and right before the cutaway, that was my favorite knife. That was my favorite knife. <laughs> you know, just yeah. little things like that. That was mostly Drax in this movie. That's he got totally. to have all those great lines. Yep. Uh, but also, again, it, it the great thing about this movie is it just knows what it is. I'm, I, I, for the people that want to compare it to the first one, that's fine. And and you could say it's it's not as good or it's better. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just I am so happy with what I was I got. That I'm not questioning it beyond that at all. Yeah, I hope I get that with the Last Jedi later this year. That's all I'm. Oh, hoping. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and once again, I've just got to sit there and just let it. Maybe who knows, man? Maybe I can finally dumb get slow my brain down. I'm getting older, yeah. right? Yeah. Um. So that uh, that moment uh with with the sisters made me cry. Uh, that moment with with Rock. I mean, so many things. Uh, basically, the last twenty minutes of this film uh, is just yep. waterworks for me. Yep. Yeah, it's it's interesting too because the film is is essentially over, um, with with uh, Yondu dying. Yeah, and then everything else after that is is kind of just denouement. Um, uh, uh, you know, wrapping things up. Yeah, um, but the moment where everyone shows up and they oh, give him exactly God. what, yep. which, which by the way, and they and they all do the Ravagers, and same thing when Sean Young. Like taps himself and just yells as loud as he can, dude. I was a fu- I was a fucking wreck. I was bawling, man. So cool, so fucking cool. I can't even oh. talk about it. I cannot even talk about it. That's dude. how. And and that's the thing too. Uh, once again, when you, when you, well, okay. I let's just say I put my mind on mostly idle because the moment the Sylvester Stallone character is saying, you know, you ain't gonna have this or that on the day that you die. Yeah, you just knew. I, you know. The moment I heard that, I was like. Oh, he's the, oh shit! We're losing we're losing Yondu, which yep. is a shame too because you know they even I love the way they even worked into the story, getting him back to that early prototype fin on his head. Yes, which which is the direct, uh, which is how the fin from the original comic book Yondu looks exactly is, is like that. Yeah, that little bit of of catership to people, and totally. there's and and that's the beautiful thing about these movies is they really let James Gunn just have fun, and so there's so much that's in there. 
Yep. Oh man, I, uh, yep. I all I can say is I can't wait to see it again. And thankfully, like I said, my daughter did fall asleep during the movie, so there's that. Uh, also, <laughs> I've promised to take my wife to see it. Uh, to- but oh, yes. And good. once again, it's it's such a good feel. I'm gonna I'm I'm telling you, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait until I'm in a bad mood to go see it. That's what I'm gonna yeah. do. You know, oh, totally. Yeah. Che- cheaper than a prescription. Well, not really, but still. Not 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 to mention, um, there is some great eye candy right off the bat when they uh, uh, after they fight the the Shumagaroth and they're on the um, back on the ship. There's there's like five seconds of Quill just like taking off his shirt and putting on a new shirt. Yeah, I hope, and I'm sure, I'm pretty sure my daughter was awake for that part because that Chris Pratt is her main motivation for <laughs> having an interest in the Guardians of the Galaxy I, movies. I, I remember just being like. Oh, okay. This is just like when Th- when Thor took off his shirt and put on a new shirt. <laughs> you know what, though, I don't fault them for it because one, I'm sure the producers are like, "Well, we need Pratt out of a shirt in one part," and at the yep. same time, Pratt is probably thinking, "This ridiculous fucking prescription diet and nutrition plan I gotta oh, follow. I've, I've got to get taking something out of it. All these hours yeah. in the gym, I'm taking my shirt. You guys, you're gonna have to fight me to keep my gear on." For sure, yeah. Right, and every uh, every one of these, every article of clothing better be damn tight fitting for what I'm going through. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I think uh, in case you cannot tell, we absolutely, positively loved and adored this movie. Yep, without a doubt. Uh, so I fully endorse it. Uh, fully netheads endorsed uh, for this. You know, you can come to us for commentary on on toilet installation and your Marvel MCU movies for sure. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, what's the next thing we got to look forward to? Is it Homecoming, and then uh, Ragnarok? I believe so. Yeah, or is Ragnarok uh, comes out before Homecoming? I, think. I don't know. It doesn't I'm matter. Sure. Looking yeah. forward to those. I'm gonna look. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give Wonder Woman. I'm going to try and give Wonder Woman a chance. Uh, I'm sure that is when I'll be able to go see with my girls, um, at least with my wife and my eldest right. daughter. Yeah. Um, and and I'm I'm pumped for it, and I'm really hoping. There was enough uh, lessons learned uh, in the last two DCU uh, ver- dalliances that that they've learned to make it a little more happy. I'm hoping. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, but still, uh, Marvel's got my buck. I'm waiting for Homecoming. I'm waiting for Ragnarok, and then and then and then we're gonna see what happens when the Force Awakens, the Last Jedi. Yeah. Right. It's true. <laughs> The last title of the last movie is going to be, and he's very grumpy. The Force yeah. Awakens, The Last Jedi, and he's grumpy. And and, and he's he's got an axe to grind. Oh my gosh! By the way, on Facebook, Ryan Call, one of your uh, your co-conspirators at the Salt Lake Comic Con, posted a, a this amazing video. Jimmy Kimmel, uh, he is out on maternity leave. They're a guest host, and and uh, Kristen, no, uh, Kristen Bell. Yeah, was hosting, and and Adam, what's his last name? Adam Scott Scott was was the guest and he was talking about how he wrote a letter to uh, to Mark Hamill for for his to come to his birthday. And then they get Mark Hamill showing up and I know exactly how he feels. There's a cut and the moment uh, Hamill's walking in, they cut to Adam Scott and you can see his ring finger is just suddenly shaking because you're now meeting essentially an icon. Yeah, and I, I think uh, the beautiful thing of that moment is it doesn't matter who you are. That would all that would be us. We we were yeah. him in that moment as well. Yeah. So if you if you haven't seen that clip, I, I highly encourage you to go out and get it. Any other uh, any other memorable clips from the internet you want to recommend to people this week? 
Uh, not off the hand. Fair enough. Until next time, folks. Uh, that's been it. The spoilers are off. We are off. We've we've put in an hour and a half. We've done our time. God damn it! You bought your tickets. You knew what you were getting into. Uh, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you for tuning in. Next week, hopefully, we'll be talking to Josh Stifter. Uh, a couple weeks, uh, maybe after that, we'll get Trent back, and we'll see what happens. Right. That's right. When 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 do you, when would be the first time you would be able to record? And mind you, take into consideration jet lag and traveling and suffering as well. Yeah. So so I, I will fly in early on the twenty eighth. What day of the week is that? That's a sun. No. No, on the early on the twenty first. So oh. I'll get in like at three a.m. on the twenty first. So this is it for May for Trent until the end of the month, folks. <laughs> That's yeah. it. So it'll be Josh Stifter and I hopefully holding things down in the interim. Uh, but we will be here because I love to talk about my loot crate and talk about everything else. Uh, plus, you know, it'll it will have all seen Guardians of the Galaxy two more, and we can get another person's perspective, which I'm interested to hear because uh, of the artist's eye and the animator eye uh, of of Josh Stifter as well, because he has. Like, I have a new appreciation for the opening of the movie Deadpool from an animator's perspective because that opening of the movie, that still shot that we traverse through on this rotary, like, uh, cam, that really is, that is, that's like animator pornography when you think oh, about yeah. it. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> like, look at these grains of glass just floating free in the air, and look at this yeah. coffee. Oh, it was all beautiful. Anyway, folks, uh, until next time, uh, if you want to find out more about Trent, you can go to apartofhim.com. You can follow a part of him on Twitter. I'm NetheadWW. Uh, you can go to willwilkins.com. Most importantly, go to netheadsonair.com. Sign up for the newsletter that we haven't distributed yet because you know what? It, it, the, more, yeah. the more the merrier in, 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 in setting you up for disappointment. That's exactly. why we want you to. That's why exactly. we want you here. Uh, so uh, that's it, folks. Uh, until next time, we'll be back soon. This is NetHeads with Will Wilkins and Trent Hunsaker signing off. I know, right? But stop being a little Nancy and deal with it. NetHeads. NetHeads. We'll be back soon. Goodbye. At Smodcast.com. This has been a production of Smodco Internet Radio. Sir... Only at Smodcast.com. I love the way this worked out. You're like, ah, I'm going away. I'm going to throw Will a bone. We'll do a podcast on <laughs> Well, it worked, didn't it? Uh, it did. <laughs> your, your masterful plan is played out in spades, sir. Uh, I'm just uh, glad. I, you know, the only thing I'm questioning, I, and I've, I've asked my daughter about this, and she said, no, no, I, I fully planned on staying awake, but... Was it a bad call as a father knowing she got up at 6 a.m. to take her to a 9.30 movie? I mean, really, no. I mean, was my motivation seeing the no. movie? Was it seeing it with my daughter? Uh, yes, to everything. Uh, I think so, but I mean, let's admit, I, look, got to call a spade a spade, Trent. Part of it was I, I didn't want to record this podcast not having seen the movie, and you had. <laughs> so uh, maybe everyone wins out of it. I think so. Yeah. Oops, wrong one again. Oh, that's it okay. Worked. I'll fix it in post. I mean, except for the fine folk on uh, YouTube. You get yeah. what you get. And that's, and that's the way fine. it is. Yeah. Off like a dirty shirt. Done and or done. Yeah, not bad, huh?
Nice, dude. Now I just got to wait for Kevin to give me the goddamn his edit of uh, Babylon. Oh, nice. Well, it was they did it on Cinco de Mayo, and guess what's just not a good holiday to do Babylon. In oh, the, uh... shit. Yeah, right? People oh, look at that. Trashed. Accidentally did it in the last 15 minutes, essentially, of the show anyway. Not bad. 